Good morning, and thank you for enjoying it with a six-pack, the Scotty Six-Pack, the only podcast that's bringing you all the top stories in Wisconsin sports, from the Green Bay Gamblers to the Beloit Skycarp. I'm your host, Kedrick Stumbrus, and you can follow me on the app formerly known as Twitter, at Kedrick Stumbrus, and follow the podcast at Scotty Six-Pack to get the latest updates in Wisconsin sports. If you are watching on YouTube, hit the subscribe button and hit the like button. Leave some kind comments for other people. Helps us to grow our audience and come up with more great content so you all can enjoy the show even more. If you are listening on your podcast platform of choice, hit the follow or subscribe button, leave a five-star review. I would really appreciate it. We're coming at you in the afternoon, and I think I may have started this with good morning. Um, but coming at you in the afternoon today with a brief episode, just trying to break down a little bit about the Wisconsin Badgers loss to Washington State over the weekend. I know we are a few days removed from that debacle, um, to put it lightly, but did want to come on here and talk about it a little bit uh, to make sure you know we're taking the right things away from from this loss. Uh, because I, I got a text from a friend of mine yesterday, um, which said, "Hey, nice job on calling the Badgers' loss," and. Not something you really like to get a congratulations text about, uh, especially from a fellow University of Wisconsin alum. But I couldn't help but listen and read other people um, talking about this Badger's loss and really take away from it just a feeling of confusion that so many people kind of failed to see where a loss like this could have come from. Um, one, one thing I read was talking about how could we have known that the secondary was going to be this bad, which I'm very confused why um, folks didn't know that. Because as we talked about on this podcast, they're having to rotate in a Division two cornerback not that Nizier Forkreen isn't good but he's a division two cornerback they missed their depth piece they missed at a significant number of cornerbacks in the transfer portal this offseason after spring practice the coaching staff was telling the fans they need to do more at that corner position and I think we all expected more from the safeties um and there's some question marks about you know, other corners that did not play at the level that we would have expected them to, like Alexander Smith. But I, I think to have just expected that the secondary was going to be fine, I think is was a real misstep by Badger fans here. Um, and I'm not going to go around gloating, you know, too much more about this. But I, I think I am glad that people are starting to take a more level-headed look at this roster as it is currently comprised. Um because it's going to make us able to talk about this team in a smarter way for the next three months. Um, so Wisconsin lost at Washington State 31-22 to on Saturday evening in primetime on ABC. Uh, fortunately for the Badgers, there were some other college football teams playing, uh, Alabama and Texas. You may have heard of them. Um, so they weren't, they were barely in the top 10, uh, games watched for over the weekend, despite it being primetime on ABC. Um, 
because so much of the oxygen was taken up by the Alabama and Texas Longhorns of it all. But that still led a lot of people to watch this weird broadcast where it sounded like the commentators and broadcast team was talking about how Washington State is just left for dead. Like, talking about them as if they are Oakland Athletics fans just losing their entire team. And I get it. Conference realignment hasn't been beautiful. What a weird way to talk about this team in this broadcast. Um, But overall, Badgers got out to a slow start in this one. And the Badgers got picked apart uh, in their secondary. Cam Ward, who in week one passed for 451 yards for Washington State, you know, did a lot of that same stuff in in the first half. Uh, Cam Ward only had 200. Uh, only had 212 yards passing in this game, uh, completing 20 of his 32 attempts for two touchdowns. But it it felt bigger than that uh, because the Washington State really just carved up Wisconsin in the first half um, and really ran away with it. After that, uh, went up by seven, got the early got the early lead, and by halftime was leading 24 to nine and. Fortunately, you know, that 24 to 9 lead felt like there was some life left for Wisconsin in this game. And the only reason Wisconsin felt like it had life in this game, and I think one of the high points coming out of this game for Wisconsin is that Wisconsin has a kicker. And that kicker is Nathaniel Vakos, the transfer coming in from the Ohio University Bobcats over the offseason. Uh, Luke Fickle and company gave him a scholarship. Uh, to play, which the Badgers do not always use a scholarship on a kicker. Uh, but he had, uh, what is it? He completed, he converted a 49 yarder in the first half to put the Badgers on the board for the first time. Uh, their first three points of the game, it had 7 3 game. And uh, Wisconsin's offense failed to convert twice in the red zone in the first half, uh, including the very last drive of the first half, ultimately kicked the ball back to Washington State, who just took a knee and took uh, their 24 9 lead back to the locker room. But Nathaniel Vakos hit two field goals when Wisconsin could not punch it in to the end zone twice in the red zone in the first half, which keep in mind, red zone concerns were some of the concerns looking at uh, new Badgers offensive coordinator Phil Longo's ability to call this offense coming into this year because his red zone numbers at North Carolina were not fantastic. Not to say that I think we can take away a ton from, you know, one game from one half, uh, whatever you might have there. Uh, but I think it is something to continue to monitor because if Nathaniel Vakos had missed one of those three field goals and put Wisconsin a full three possessions down going into the second half, I think this feels like a much worse game. Uh, it, it's a game that Wisconsin doesn't ever have a chance at in the second half, most likely. Um, so that's really great for Nathaniel Vakos. Uh, really great stuff there. Overall, in the first half, Wisconsin looked like it got outcoached. Um, Wisconsin had some strange issues on defensive substitutions, uh, getting called for 13 men of the field, and stuff that just needs to get cleaned up. Um, things that kind of like what I had said in, if you had read my uh, staff prediction on Badger Notes, uh, bookmark www.badgernotes.com. I had said that I had fewer questions about this Washington State 
team somewhat in part due to the fact that this is uh, Cougars head coach Jake Dickert's second year in Pullman and looks like Coach Fickle in Madison has some stuff to clean up yet. And Mike Trussell has some stuff to clean up yet because not having the wherewithal from your defensive personnel on the field to understand that sometimes you got to stay on the field, even if you're going to look at a little bit of a mismatch. Um, that's how you get burnt for big plays. And that's what happened to Wisconsin in this game. Um, secondly, the, oh, I mean, there's just so much that looked bad at this game. <laughs> um, I, I want to, I want to, because we were talking about Nathaniel Fockhouse, I want to focus on the, positives for another minute here um, which is that the third quarter of this game showed the ceiling uh, that this Wisconsin team has uh, the defense held Washington State back significantly uh, Washington State had I think three drives total in this game and two of them went for six or fewer yards one was a three and out six yards uh, another one uh, Washington State uh, went moved back one yard and that was it uh, so really great there. Wisconsin had three drives in total in the third quarter. Uh, two of them ended up going for touchdowns. And the second touchdown drive made the game 24-22 Washington State with 25 seconds remaining in the third quarter. There, Wisconsin decides to attempt a two-point conversion. And I found this two-point conversion call really uninspiring by Phil Longo. And that's because... The call is a read option where Tanner Mordecai rolls out to the right and flips it back to Ches Malusi to try to punch it in. Ches Malusi gets stuffed at the line of scrimmage. Just that play never had a chance of converting. And I found it odd because it was clear throughout the game that Washington State was selling out to try to stop the run. That's why Braylon Allen kind of disappeared uh, through significant portions of this game overall. Wisconsin um, who had 90 rushing yards on the day, but only 3.1 yards per rush, 29 rushing attempts. It was really tough. Um, and to make that two-point conversion call you know, a running play, although you do have some option stuff in there, I, th I think was the wrong decision given the way Washington State had made it clear that they were going to make Wisconsin beat them through the air. I would have much rather seen a, an RPO, run pass option play, um, or even just play action where you try to get the front seven of Washington State to bite really hard, and then you go ahead and hit Tucker Ashcraft, you know, in on a quick post route. Who again, Tucker Ashcraft, someone who had a fantastic day, the freshman tight end for Wisconsin, had a fantastic day against Buffalo in week one and really did not look like he was around um, this game against Washington State. Unfortunate, but kind of expected in the step up of competition for a true freshman. Um, there were a couple of turning points after that, after that two point conversion uh, field attempt. One of them was a non-safety call against Washington State that I think probably was safety, but that, that would have tied the game. 
at 24-24, and maybe that's a much different game then because it's a tie game and, and Wisconsin gets the ball back. Also, Chesman Lucy loses a fumble. Kind of looked like a phantom fumble, but also, you got to hold the ball going to the ground. Um, it was it was that, that point that took Wisconsin out of the game. And a- after the game, the report was that Chesma Lucy was just devastated. It was actually his first lost fumble of his career. Really, really hard look for Chesma Lucy there. Speaking of the running backs, we talked about Chesma Lucy uh, losing that fumble, who o- overall, Ches had a decent game, 12 carries for 49 yards and a touchdown. Um, Braylon Allen kind of disappeared from the game at certain points in time. He continued to get, you know, checked down on that swing pass. Braylon Allen only got seven carries in this game, seven carries for 20 yards, 2.9 yards, yards per run. His longest was six yards. Chesman Lucy's longest run is 17 yards, a lot better. But it looks like, I don't know, lots of people talking about maybe Braylon Allen is banged up. Maybe, I don't know why he just doesn't have the step. At a certain point, you kind of have to put into context that like Braylon Allen is kind of always banged up, it seems. And that might not be great for this Wisconsin offense that really needs him to go. Um, And I, I think that we have no real reason to believe he's banged up other than that's kind of just our impression of what happens to Braylon Allen is that he gets banged up. And I don't think that's much better either. Um, But he disappears and Chesma Lucy and Braylon Allen really, really struggled in pass protection in this game. Um, Their PFF grades, pro football focus grades, for pass blocking for Chesma Lucy and Braylon Allen were 20.6 and 24.3 respectively to put those numbers into context. Basically anything below 70 is below average. Like you want 50 to 70 somewhere in there to be like backup players, not really starting players. And 24, 20, that's really, really, really rough. Um, and Braylon Allen has never looked like a great pass blocker. Um, but clearly they don't have a running back on the team who is good in pass protection. It, it's reminiscent of Jonathan Taylor when he was still with the Badgers and he would get taken out on third down situations because it was obvious that he can't pass protect. Um, and so on passing down, it's not worth having him in there. Really rough for Wisconsin. Uh, speaking of poor, poor pass protection, Jack Nelson. Wisconsin's left tackle, who like five-star left tackle, who is arguably, or at least coming into this game, was Wisconsin's best NFL prospect on their offensive line. Gosh, he just got lit up like a turnstile in this game. He, he looked really, really, really poor. He got... A, a, Tanner Mordecai was strip-sacked twice in this game, um, and I believe it was both strip-sacks came uh, from edge rushers off the left tackle side at least the second one was which ultimately was a scoop and score that went washington state's way for a touchdown and jack nelson still played every offensive snap like at a certain point you gotta you gotta try something different uh in a game that's going this rough and jack nelson needs to be able to compete with 
the likes of Washington State edge rusher, edge rushers, if he's going to be an NFL draft prospect. Um, certainly going to be rough watching him against like Iowa. Ugh, that could be tough. Um, even just trying to shift more protection his way, bring more help over to Jack Nelson, because that was ultimately what, like that decision there, that could have cost you the game. You know, it's a, it's a nine point game. You lose seven of those points through a strip sack directly. And not a lot was done to give Jack Nelson more protection on that left side for Tanner Mordecai. That's really hard to do, um, to deal with if you're already falling behind in this game. Um, on the defensive side, some good stuff from Hunter Wooler. Hunter Wooler led the team in tackles in back-to-back weeks now. He recorded 13 tackles and one pass deflection of this game. Just really, really phenomenal stuff. I, I had talked before the season that I thought Hunter Wooler was going to lead the team in interceptions and mentioned last week, well, maybe he'll end up leading the team in tackles, and it looks like he's going to lead this team in tackles. He is a do-it-all guy who just loves that dollar position. Um, playing safety, dropping down as a linebacker, really, really good stuff from Hunter Wooler. He is absolutely an NFL prospect. Um, he actually is second in the country in solo tackles and only trails a, a linebacker. So he leads the country as a defensive back in, in solo tackles. Impressive stuff from Hunter Buller. Um From another safety who is not doing impressive stuff, that's Kamoe Latou, who we talked about after week one, looked bad against Buffalo, and he looked bad again uh, so much in week two that he only had 18 snaps in this game. He got benched uh, in favor of sophomore Preston Zachman. Um, he graded below 50 on pro football focus again now for the second time in a week. Kamoyla, too, who is supposed to be good on this team, supposed to be a veteran presence at safety, really did not look good. Um, at corner, Alexander Smith, also really rough. And he was bad last week against Buffalo as well. Um, so, you know, so shocking that this Wisconsin secondary is not that great. He's bad last week, got beat by a Buffalo wide receiver on that double, double move route. He gave up the initial touchdown uh, this week at Washington State. I believe he got looked off um, by Cam Ward, cornerback. Looked quarterback looked off Alexander Smith covering at corner, and you know that's that's a good play by Cam Ward. But Alexander Smith needs to be disciplined enough to make that play and not get not get fooled. Yeah, uh, tough game for Wisconsin in this one. And I think the big takeaway here is there's work to do on this roster. Um, They do not appear to have the athletes on the defense to make this version of the Mike Trussell defense work right away. Um, But there's some significant questions on offense. Um, The offense turned the ball over three times, two, two strip sack fumbles, Credited to Tanner Mordecai. Chesman Lucy loses a fumble. Tough game. Tough game for Wisconsin. Um, coming up this week, 
I believe my my podcast feed got cut out yesterday when I tried to say this. Coming up this week, we are going to, of course, preview uh, the Wisconsin Badgers game this Saturday with Georgia Southern. We are trying to get somebody on the podcast who is a Georgia Southern you know expert fan aficionado uh, to break down that Georgia Southern Eagles Eagles. I don't know there uh, Georgia Southern matchup with us. They are the Eagles. Well. Um, and also breaking down the Green Bay Packers trip to Atlanta to play the Falcons on Sunday. We're trying to bring on uh Falcons aficionado as well to break that down with us. Uh, and if you would like to break down at that game with me, don't think that makes any sense. Uh, but I will be at that game. Uh, hit me up on Twitter, um, Instagram DMs, bat signal, whatever it may be. Uh, would love to meet any of you good folks at that game. And if you need to buy tickets. You should, of course, buy those on TickPick. Use my link in the podcast description. Get $10 off your first order and never pay service or delivery fees ever again. Download TickPick, T-I-C-K-P-I-C-K in the Apple App Store or Google Play Store today. Uh, but that is going to be it for today's episode of the Scotty Six Pack Podcast. Follow us on Apple, Spotify, anywhere you get your podcast, including YouTube. Hit the subscribe button. Hit the like button. Leave us a five-star review. It really helps us continue to grow the show. Until tomorrow, on Wisconsin.